welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I've built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. Yay. Hey, everybody. Oh my God. We are here with Joy Harrington and I'm so excited. Girl, thank you for being here. Ah, I'm so happy to see your face. Thank you for having me on. I'm so happy. Guys, this took us a hot sec to like schedule, but we both knew like this conversation needs to happen. And I am just like, I love the energy Joy brings. If you guys don't know her, you will after this combo. But let's honestly, let's just dive in. Let's just get started because your life, things you've been through, where you're at now, like I was just like reading your bio and then obviously knowing what I know about you, just like through following you and, you know, being in circles with you. I'm just like so in awe of like what you've been through and where you are. Like, I, okay, so, so let's start tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you're about, people that don't really know you. Yeah. So I'm Joy Harrington. I'm the founder of Level Up Babe. I have a podcast. And right now I'm a business coach who specializes in feminine energy. Um, But didn't always start that way. I actually grew up in a family of nine kids. So I'm a classic middle child in the middle of nine kids. My dad is a pastor, fundamentalist Christian. I call it looking back a cult. Um, there's a lot of culty things about how I was raised, but my dad not only was a pastor in that church, but founded all of these churches back in the seventies. And there's like over 200 of them in the U S. So I'm very well known (laughs) because I'm that pastor's daughter. So we grew up as like the face and did music every Sunday for church and all the things. And so that was definitely that trajectory, I did not expect to be where I am today, but I met my husband when I was 22 and he was the first guy I ever dated, ever kissed, ever anything. And I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. We got married when I was 25 and he also was, he was raised Seventh-day Adventist, very extreme version of Seventh-day Adventist, very culty, lots of abuse. And so I think we both were attracted to each other because of similar backgrounds and being one of so many kids and all the things. And so we got married five years into our marriage. We go through this huge upheaval in our marriage. I found out he had a pornography addiction. There was infidelity and it ended up being the very best thing that could have ever happened because it was the thing that got me to start questioning a lot and questioning beliefs. And it literally took something that disruptive and painful to break through like chains and walls that I don't think would have ever been broken through otherwise. Mm. And so that was my wake up call to becoming the person that I am today. 
was through that moment happening. And so after that, like a year after that happened, I finally got off the couch and was like, he could do everything that I ever asked and he could change. And I still wouldn't be happy because I'm not happy because of me. And so I decided it was time to get to work on me and figure out who I was outside of being a wife and a mom. Because at that time I had two little kids and I was like, all I know is me as a wife and a mom. I don't have any of my own income. So I'm going to go start working on myself. And that's actually when I started to take baby steps. Yeah, I started to work with a counselor, things like that. But I actually joined network marketing because I wanted to start building income for myself. I was trying to make money online. It wasn't working. And so I was like, why would I not partner with a company that would give me something to sell for them? Like it would be a vehicle for me to start making money. I don't have to come up with a product. And so I was like, I'll try it. I'll get it back in shape. It'll get me to start getting out of my comfort zone, all the things. And so I, I was like, if I don't like it, I can always quit. Like, I don't have to do this forever. Yeah. Um, so I started and I realized I could actually sell some things. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. And so I went all in on network marketing. And then a year ago is when I started pivoting and well, actually a little more than a year ago now and built my own brand. Oh my God. There's so many pieces here. Um, <laughs> That's why I stopped. Yeah. Okay. Cause so, 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 so many pieces. One thing that I, you know, read before we hit record that I was like, okay, one thing I want to chat about for a second, cause I, I feel like you probably have things to say about it is like this idea that like where you started doesn't have to be where you end up. Right. And I think I hear that all the time with women that I work with people I see on social media. It's this idea that like, you know, complaining about where you're at and not doing anything about it. And so with you, where you grew up, how you grew up, you know, what do you have to say about somebody who might be in a situation that they're like, not enjoying? How do you start to take those steps? You know, like, literally, what do you do? Like, what did you do? Well, you pay attention to the fact that you don't enjoy it. Because so many people feel that and they're like, I don't enjoy this, but they feel shame and guilt that they should enjoy it and they should just follow the rules and they should not question things, right? Mm -hmm. And so then they just keep themselves stuck in what everyone else is telling them they should do. But God gave you an intuition. That's how God talks to you is through your intuition. And so if you're not happy with it, if you don't feel good about it, that is a red flag. That is a signal. Does it mean that it's wrong? Not necessarily, but it does mean there's something worth looking at here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, honestly, the first thing is just noticing it. I love that because that's actually something in part of my journey, honestly, that once you realize like, yeah, wait, I don't want this or wait, this doesn't feel as good as I thought it did. It's okay to pivot and change and, you know, level up and try something else. I always say like, I was actually just having a conversation with somebody and I'm like, really? Nothing in life is that permanent. If you think about it, you know, we have the ability to pivot and change and shift and transform as humans. And I just think that's such a beautiful thing. Okay. My next kind of thing that I wanted to just say really quickly, and you can chat on, you talked about the fact that the hardest, one of the hardest things you've probably been through, you know, that period in your relationship and, you know, finding out about your husband's pornography addiction and going through all that, which is just like, you know, so much was actually the catalyst to the best thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah. Can you talk on that for a second? So that's actually the tagline of my podcast, right? Is that's the whole reason I started it is because I was like, your hardest thing can be your catalyst, but 
you have to be the alchemist. You can have a catalyst, but if you don't do anything with it, nothing's actually going to change. And so we become the alchemist when we take something that someone else has done and we can transform it. We can transmute it, right? By allowing ourselves to be transformed, by allowing ourselves to be transmuted. And for the longest time, well, at least for a solid year afterwards, I was so angry about it. And I was such a, like, this wasn't fair. This shouldn't have happened to me, which I was right. But that being right only made me miserable. It only made me unhappy. It only made me angry. It only made me still wake up day after day after day after day, feeling horrible, feeling negative emotions that I felt like I couldn't even breathe because I had them. And so finally I hit this point of like, you're right. And you can sit here and be this, but in 40 years, what will your life look like? Your kids yeah. won't love you anymore. You won't have any friends. You probably won't have a spouse. You'll literally be all alone because who wants to be around that? I didn't even like being around me at that point in time, Yeah. but I felt like I was stuck. I felt like I was this victim. And so finally it was hitting this point of acceptance. And that doesn't mean you have to accept what they've done, but it does mean you accept that this is where you're at right now, regardless of if you were okay with the choice or not, regardless of if you made it or not, it happened. And if you continue to fight that by claiming it wasn't fair or whatever else you can claim, you will be the one that continues to suffer. Mm. You will be the one that is still unhappy. And so it's when I decided that I didn't want to suffer anymore. And so I was going to accept it instead of fighting it. And once I began to accept it, that's when you can actually take something that's really sucky and transform it into something beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Question on that. And especially with your expertise in feminine energy and bringing that into your life, truthfully, like feminine energy is like a thing that I've really been diving into specifically in the last I'd say eight months. And I have been in my masculine actually for a, a lot, probably like before that, like three and a half years, like really building and, and working and hustling and go, you know, and, and forcing things almost. Okay. So in your situation, when you're at a point, you know, where you're so down and you're so, you know, something happened to you, you made a mistake, you're not where you want to be there's like a point where like taking that first step, you almost like a little bit feel like you're forcing it. It's uncomfortable. I mean, like, you know, it's all about let's get uncomfy, but like, how do you know the difference between like forcing something and, you know, like not just accepting where you're at and the difference between like, no, I'm going to go with what feels good. Cause a lot of times I feel like, you know, and this is just in my personal situations and stuff, things that I can relate with. It's like, when you're so down, like sometimes like the hard thing is to take that first step, but like, you know, you have to do it. Like, I don't know. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes. So I think a great way to differentiate between like, is this me and my feminine, but still uncomfortable because it is always uncomfortable. Or is this me in my masculine forcing something that's not right? I think a great way to differentiate is what is your intuition calling you to do versus what is everyone else telling you you should do? Like, are you taking this action because 
you've been aware of your feelings, you've been aware of your situation, and you've been aware of like, ah, I just really feel like I should do this, or I just really feel like I can't stop thinking about this, or I wonder about this. And so then you follow that. Or are you sitting here going, I should do this because that's what everyone else says that I should do. Mm, you know okay. what I'm saying? Like there's very much the pressure of what you should do back to what we've started with. So where is this coming from? Like, where is the step that you're going to take? And I tell everyone, cause they worry when they're like, Oh, if I'm in my feminine, I won't do anything. I'll just sit in bed, Netflix and chill. Maybe, maybe if you've been in your masculine for a long time, you might. Right? Sometimes the pendulum has to swing from one side to the other before it can come back to the middle. And that's okay. But the highest version of you in your feminine doesn't want to Netflix and chill. The highest version of you knows she has a purpose, knows she has a call, and she wants to do things. She's just probably going to tell it to you in a different way than just get up and grind. Right. right? Get up and do what everyone else is telling you to do. She's going to tell it to you in a different way. It's still going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. For somebody who's never, so, you know, people who are listening right now, like I actually have done an episode on feminine energy and for people that don't quite understand that, you know, how can you really, besides just listening to your intuition or is that really it, you know, like how can you explain what it might feel like to be in your feminine, you know, working in, in a business? Probably. I mean, most people here are probably doing something. So I think being your feminine in your business is trusting the process versus an outcome. Masculine is very outcome driven. It's like results, 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 outcome, outcome, outcome. So it's showing up and forcing a result, forcing an outcome, forcing a sale, right? Feminine is trusting the process, trusting that the process is what will give you the right outcome. So it's saying for me, this is what it looks like getting up, I meditate, I ask God, what should I do today for a post? What should I do today for advertising this, for whatever? And I just wait and see what random ideas come into my head. Here's the problem. Most women get these random ideas and they're like, oh, that would be stupid. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, blah, 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 Right? They immediately discredit them instead of recognizing that that's God answering you. Yeah. And so like, I'll get a random idea. I'll try it right? Maybe not all the time, but for the most part, that's what I do for my business. And then that's still showing up, right? That's still doing the work, but it's showing up in a way that feels good because I actually got this idea. It makes you different than other people. Number one, because now you're not having to go look at what everyone else is doing, Right. but it's trusting your own inner guidance and it's trusting the process and letting God and grace fill in the gaps, trusting Mm -hmm. that grace is you showing up, doing your part, and knowing that the results you're getting, there's no way you should be getting these results with the way you're showing up, and that's grace. That's God doing his part, and you get to co-create with God. Mm. So for me, it's different than before when I would show up and be like, so today I have to do 50 messages, and I have to make sure I get these sales, and I have to hit these numbers, and it was like, no, 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 no. Just do what's in front of you. Do what you've been told right? Like fill in the boxes, check, 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 check. It was like thinking for myself. Right. Instead of going, no, what do I feel like? What is coming to me? What ideas am I getting? And oftentimes it's very small. It's not like these huge revelations. It's very small. It's very like, 
oh, I don't know. I was thinking about, I wanted to start dancing more. I want to start doing this more, right? Like, it's just a random idea you get in your head. Yeah. Not, not for your business, but like more like, I just wanted to give an example of what do you feel drawn to? Yeah. Oh, me? No, just women in general. What do they feel drawn to? That's how you start to use your feminine. That's how you start to use your intuition is what are you, you'll just get a random thought. Oh, I wonder about this. Or I just really like this person. I want to learn from them. Or I just, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. All of those little nudges. And the better you get at that with yourself, the better you'll get at that with your business. Yeah. I think that's so funny. So I call, when I always say is like follow, it's like your heart tugs. It's like those little things that come across that random urge to go to the pottery class, the random urge to spend all day on a project that you're just really excited about, the random urge to book the trip or break up with the person. Like, I mean, all these random urges, but they're things you feel. And I think it's interesting because it's like, it's so natural, especially as women, it's so natural. Like we are so intuitive, but for some reason, like why have we been almost like shaped to like ignore all those things and like shove off those things and like force other things it's just so it's so interesting well we live in a society that always wants you to have to give an answer for why if you think about it in school in jobs like everywhere you go women if they try to say well I just feel like we should do this people are like it's not a good enough answer you need to give me me reasons you need to show me how this is going to get me to where I want to go and so we've been like oh okay I guess I guess I shouldn't right and so women don't trust themselves with that anymore because it's been so long since they did just follow that so they don't have that trust but that's where it comes back to trusting the process like I talked about earlier because if you actually just trusted the process and left the outcome up to God, you wouldn't struggle so much with leaning into the, I don't know, I just feel it. I'm going to trust that this outcome, whatever happens, will be the best for me. Yeah. It's so, I'm just going to like, it's so scary to, if you, especially if you haven't been doing that, you know, it's so scary to like, be like, oh my God, I'm going to trust this like random feeling that I have over literally what people have been telling me for 25 years, you know, or whatever. It's, it's so, so, so scary. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that, in that fear. Um, how do you switch your mindset? How do you switch your mindset to not like act, you know, out of fear? Well, you do the thing that you're afraid of. (laughs) It's the easy answer, but I say you start small. I tell everyone start small, start with one little thing every single day. What's one little thing that you feel pulled to or drawn to that you can do? It's not going to be life altering or life shattering, right? Like, yeah, you feel drawn to the pottery class or whatever, right? Start with small things and become consistent with it because you right now probably don't feel trustworthy of yourself because you also know deep down that you're not in alignment, that you're actually feeling different than how you're acting. Like you actually know deep down that you've had these little nudges and you're not following them. And so that also makes you distrustful of yourself. Yeah. Because you know that you're not living according to your truth. Right. And so the more you lean into that, the more you will build trust with yourself and you will feel better about yourself because you will feel that you are in more alignment. Yeah. I always say, like, I I explain this to people, you know, like, how do you build trust with 
a friend. It's, it's little things. It's, oh, hey, let's meet for coffee. And they actually show up. Okay. Oh, hey, let's do this. And it happens. Oh, hey, can you do this favor? for? Oh, hey, I'm going to do this. And it's little things throughout time. And then finally, you know, you can trust them with the bigger things. And it's the same thing with ourselves. You know, it's like, if you're going to start with like the biggest thing ever, like I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to eat my situation. I'm going to leave a, you know, four and a half year relationship. Like if I would have just started with that, you know, years and years of feeling that I didn't just do that. It took me years and years to build the confidence and the trust within myself that, Hey, okay. This, this gut feeling that I kind of have this intuition, I think I need to trust it, you know? And I think, I mean, and probably, I mean, you agree, I would think is like the more that you trust it and the more you lean into it, the more things are going to like fall into your life that like makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Your life completely changes, but that's because you're in more alignment and then God, universe, whatever you want to call it can work with you. Right. Mm -hmm. God, God can't co-create with you beyond what you are willing to trust him for what you are willing to believe him for. And so when you become more in alignment and you start letting go of the outcome and trusting God more, God can co-create with you more. Yeah. Okay. So may a little bit of like a curve in conversation, how, and maybe it hasn't, maybe it has, has, you know, really leaning into your divine feminine and embracing that feminine energy. Was that a, you know, positive thing within your relationship? How does showing up as your, in your feminine, like help in a relationship, you know, maybe, and I know, cause you've been through some stuff. I don't know if that, if that was even part of it, you're, if you're like, no, that's completely different or. <sighs> Yes, that was for sure part of it. We started learning about that a year ago with our marriage coach because we came to our marriage coach and I was like, I don't have any libido, like I'm not turned on. Like, and so a sign for me and being too much of my masculine was that I was burnt out, no libido, right? Like not into sex, like because you need opposites to attract. So you need someone very much in their masculine, very much in their feminine. And the feminine is attracted to a man that can really hold a strong masculine when she feels safe, when she feels protected, when she feels provided for. And so for a long time after our story happened, I went to masculine and was like, fuck you, I'm protecting myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you did it. So yeah. I'm take care of me. And so it caused our relationship to not have that attraction, right? It caused our relationship to really struggle in that area. And so we had to start working with our marriage coach. He had to start really learning how to lean more into his masculine so that I could feel safe, so that I could feel protected, so I could feel like I could let down and like let him do his job. And then when you feel safe, when you feel protected and you feel like you can relax, yeah, uh, things happen again, right? <laughs> So what sort of things, and maybe TMI, maybe, I don't know, what sort of things did he start doing to get into his, his masculine to allow you to then fall back into your feminine? Well, he realized, first of all, that he needed to be way more confident and assertive mm-hmm. in how he was showing up, even in his own self-confidence. Like men struggle with their own confidence in the bedroom anyways, right? And he didn't realize that even if he wasn't verbally saying something, if he wasn't feeling confident about himself, that I could feel that energetically and then make me shut down even more. And so like he had to start showing up and helping make decisions. 
I think before he thought he was being the nice guy. If he's like, so where do you want dinner tonight? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, just pick a place. And I'm like, no, I don't want to pick the place. And he's like, I want you to be happy. And I was like, I don't fucking want to pick the place. <laughs> so yeah. have learned like for your woman, if she's had to be showing up and working all day, most likely she's been on her masculine. So at the end of the day, she doesn't want to think about where to get dinner. She wants you to think about where to get dinner, right? Like little things like that. He realized he needed to show up and be like, oh, this is what we're doing. You can do this or this, or how about this or this, right? Like give me options, give me something, and then you take it. So he had to start showing up, taking charge in like a a good way, right? (laughs) Not in like a jerk way. Yeah, yeah. I'm here to take care of you way. And I want to be that safe place. He had to learn how to hold space for my emotions. I think before my emotions, he would kind of shut down and be like, oh, like that's a lot. And so he basically had to learn how to show up and be not afraid of yeah. any of my emotions and any of what was coming out of me. And he wouldn't change and he would be solid and be like, I'm still here. I still love you. It's okay. You can totally feel this way, act this way, right? Like when that happens, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel so much safer, right? Right. Things like that that makes complete sense to me. I mean, that was definitely something in my relationship that I noticed something was wrong, but my, who I was with, I don't think was willing to make those changes. Was that, you know, and kind of like last question on that would be like, was that a process? And I'm that was like an agreement between you guys. Like you both wanted to work at the relationship and you were both on the same page about it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, when we hired our marriage coach, we both knew that we pretty much didn't have any other option at that point in time. So we were both willing to work on it for sure. And I think at first he was like, wait, what are we doing? (laughs) Cause our marriage coach is pretty awesome, but he's pretty out there, but it didn't take long for him to be like, okay, yeah, I'm getting it. You know, like, yes, I want to make these changes. I want to be more confident, right? Like what man doesn't want to be more confident. So, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I feel like there's like so much to be said about that. I know like just when I talk about my relationship, like there's so many women out there that are struggling in relationships. So I think just like even hearing stories, like, so it's, it's interesting because we have honestly very opposite stories. Like I love that, you know, for me, it was like, Hey, you know, things happen, whatever, whatever. I decided I, I no longer, you know, wanted that and walked away and the other side of the coin is you or, you know, something happened. You guys decided, Hey, no, we're going to come together and we're going to make this work and we're going to make this better. And we're going to get stronger because of it. So I just think that's so beautiful. Oh yeah. And there is no right or wrong way. Everyone's different and everyone's story is different. Oh, totally. Totally. Okay. Well really, truly the last thing I just wanted to say and ask is like, where can people find you? Like if people are like, okay, wait, I need some of Joy's energy in my life. Where are you? What do you got going on right now? Maybe talk about kind of what things you got going on. I know you have a big event this weekend, but yeah. So you can find me on my podcast, level up babe, or it's joyharrington.ig on Instagram. We do have a brand new group coaching program kicking off in a couple of weeks. We're, we're working on beliefs that serve and I'm showing people how to show up online in a way where they can work less while having bigger results by working on their beliefs. So. Oh, I love, love, love that guys. So head over to her Instagram, head over to her podcast, get all the things, slide in her DMS. If you listen to this episode and you loved it, slide her DMS, let her know that you're coming from here. The let's get uncomfy podcast. But honestly, other than that, Oh, the last thing, the very, very, very last thing I always ask all my guests on the podcast. I do a hell yes. 
and a hard no. So just in, it doesn't even have to do about anything we just talked about. It could be like, hell yeah. Like I, <laughs> I with some examples, I had a girl say, hell yes, you need a vibrator in your life. <laughs> we had somebody say, you know, hell no or hard no is like, I just random, random things. Oh no, don't go keto is what she said. You know, so random things, or it can, can do with what we just talked about. Okay. Ooh, that's a really good question. Gosh. My hell yes is structure your day in a way that serves you and that also works on you more than anything else. Mm. Because that's literally how I changed my schedule this year. And I actually work far less in my business and I work way more on me every single day and I don't work Mondays and Fridays and it's really beautiful. I love it. My hard no would be tolerating things that are not a hell yes. Ah. Make your hell yes, fuck no list. This is actually part of the homework for the group coaching program that I'm doing because that goes back to being in alignment with yourself again, because you know, deep down, if you don't really want to be doing something, and you're still forcing yourself to do it. And that goes back to the very beginning of this podcast where we talked about tapping into and following your frustration. What are you actually frustrated with in your life? Follow that because it's probably a fuck now for you. Yup. I love that so much. <laughs> well, Joy, thank you so much for your time and just your energy and just everything. I feel like there was like a million little nuggets in there. And so I'm so grateful for you. But guys, really, that's it. You will catch us next time on the Let's Get In Comfy podcast. But Thanks everyone. Yay. <laughs> that is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person, you know, would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly go big or freaking go home, Becky. Okay. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening on Apple podcasts or a follow, if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fit life fit me on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.